to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Ann Gonzalez. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Ann's joining me in studio again today, which means we're talking about some short-term mission opportunities. Super exciting. And you are the manager of short-term mission training and engagement with LCMS International Mission Thanks for joining me again. It's great to be here again. (laughs) You always bring great stories to share about people being able to use their skills and talents on these mission trips in uh, various places around the world, which is very exciting. And today we get to talk about Mercy Medical Teams. I love sharing these stories. These are really cool opportunities for people to, with with specific skills, to to be able to share those skills and also talk about uh, Jesus to people who need to hear about Jesus too. So joining us today is Steph Schulte, Mercy Medical Coordinator for West and Central Africa for LCMS International Mission. Thanks for joining us today, Steph. Thanks for having me. And also David Watt, a volunteer uh, a few times over for Mercy Medical Teams, most recently to Sierra Leone. Thanks for joining us today, David. Thanks for having me. Now, Steph, where where are, where are you right now? <laughs> I am in Brazzaville, the capital of the Republic of Congo, which is in Central Africa. Very cool. So you are joining us quite quite remotely while yes. you're deployed on the team. <laughs> Very cool. Awesome. And, uh, and we'll talk about what you get to do there in, uh, in a little bit. But first, we want to share David's story or stories, <laughs> quite possibly, about his service as a, a volunteer with Mercy Medical Teams. David, what first got you interested in serving on these Mercy Medical Teams? Well, that's actually an interesting question. When my grandparents passed, my mom inherited a little bit of money. And it was right when my sister and I were finishing up college. So she kind of wanted to do a vacation before we kind of went our separate ways and, you know, less time to see each other. So we went through a radio station near us as a Christian radio station. She heard about an opportunity to go to China and help out at a special needs orphanage. And so, yeah, it was pretty cool. So we went there and I really enjoyed it, kind of lit a fire in me. And I just started searching for other ways to do overseas help and uh, happened across the Mercy Medical Teams and really enjoyed the first one. So I kept coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Now, David, what is your medical background? So I've been a paramedic for close to 10 years now. So for the first several years of that, I worked on an ambulance transporting to the hospital, obviously, and then uh, got hired about seven years ago full-time on a fire department. So I still use my EMS skills, but not as often as when I was on the ambulance. (laughs) Sure. So you don't have to necessarily be a doctor or a nurse to be on an MMT, right? That is correct. I know on a few of them that I've gone on, there are people that have no medical background and sometimes they're a big help (laughs) with just (laughs) everything else that goes on during the teams. Yeah. Yeah. So you had this traveling abroad experience. Did you have any other experience traveling abroad before you went on your first MMT? No, I did not. (laughs) 
<laughs> Jumping right in. <laughs> there you go. So you guys were just in Sierra Leone. Tell us a little bit about the community where you served. So we were in Bo. Steph probably is better at answering this question than I am. <laughs> it was a little bigger of a town than what the other trips I've gone to. But other than that, I don't actually know a whole lot about <laughs> Well then, Steph. <laughs> so, yeah, David's right. It is a, actually quite a bit bigger than where we normally go, but the, there is a, a Lutheran church there along and as well as a Lutheran school. And so they asked us, could we please hold the clinic in the school there, you know, as an outreach mm -hmm. to the neighborhood? We were closer to you know, other medical care than we normally like to be. But since it was our first one back post-COVID, or at least, you know, we're post-COVID start. And <laughs> and this was the one that the church really, place the church really wanted us to go to. We went ahead and said, yeah, we could do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So David, what kinds of things were you uh, able to participate in on this trip specifically with your medical background? So this trip specifically, I did a lot more of the vital station. So I was taking people's temperature, blood pressure, uh, pulse, and their weight. That way, later down the road, when they, if they need to receive any medicines in their weight base, they can. So that was my main job on this trip. And then on other trips, I've done various other aspects of the team. Sure. So how did the the American team partner with the local? Team? Well, as Steph said, we did it at the Lutheran school there. So <clears throat> a lot of the pastors are actually the translators and, uh, you know, help with uh, crowd control of having people go where they need to go. And do you have anything to add to that, Steph? Well, and a, and pastors were there to pray with everybody at the end of the, once they yeah. made their way through the system. And one kind of cool thing about this one was that there's a high um, percentage of Muslims in this town that we were at, but we did not have one single person come through who refused a Christian pastor to pray with them. And the, the one guy who did a lot of the prayers, he made it absolutely clear that he was praying in Jesus's name. So that was mm -hmm. really a, you know, a very great opportunity to witness to Christ, to people that, you know, you just don't often get an opportunity to share Jesus with. Yeah. David, can you tell us some stories about some of the people that, that you were able to meet on this trip or on previous trips, too, since since you've done several others? Who are the people that you're able to meet and interact with? So one of my favorite things was there was a little boy, maybe six years old, and one of the first days we had an empty water bottle and we're playing soccer with him. And then every day after that, he would come and like wave and smile and pretend to kick a ball. So it was kind of... That was fun for me. Just it's always fun interacting with the little kids there because they're always so happy and willing to play. And then one of the team members, how do you pronounce your name, Steph? Ruby? Rugiatu. Rugiatu. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but one of my favorite parts of the MMTs is typically before the before the team starts their care for the week, we do kind of uh 
the pastors talk and then they usually sing a song and the songs that they sing there are among the best part of the trips in my opinion. And Rugi, she actually, before our team did any devotions, she would always sing a song and that was, it's always awesome to hear the local native language singing a song of praise and you don't really know what they're saying sometimes, but you can feel the Holy Spirit moving. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Leonian medical team that you worked with, your kind of parallel counterparts? Yeah, the, the Leonian team, unlike some of the other ones, they were really, really knowledgeable and very great. So we had several nurses or the community health officers, I believe they call them, that would do a lot of the prescribing. And then we had one nurse and one pharmacist that did a lot of the explanation of the drugs. So, yeah, they were so you've a mentioned pretty good team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've mentioned that this team, well, both of you have mentioned that, that this team experience in particular is a little bit different than previous ones. What were those experiences, your previous experiences like? Can you describe some of some of uh, what went happened, what, what went on in those previous MMTs that you've been able to? Yeah. So they're all very similar. It's just on a few of the trips, the, the local medical team maybe isn't as well-trained so sometimes it feels like the American nurses have a larger role to play where I feel like in Sierra Leone, they were very on top of the game and like we didn't necessarily need to be there at all. They were great at the medical care side <laughs> of things. So I don't know, Steph probably has a better answer to that. <laughs> this, I agree with what David is saying. I this we've actually this team we has worked with us now at all three times that we've come to Sierra Leone and they really are a strong team they they work well together they work well with the Americans and one of the people that I most appreciate is our pharmacist his name is Charles he's very tall and he just is so careful. He takes his time with each and every patient, which means that, you know, he's the slowdown in the process, but it is 100% uh, worth it because he's, he gives every person he talks to an opportunity to ask questions. I don't want to take over for David, but one thing that was different because we were in the city was people that we saw you know, they did have some access to other medical care, but so many of them came through and said, well, the doctor told me to take this medicine, but I have no idea what it's for or why I'm taking it. And so Charles mm. and and then Stephen, another CHO, was able to periodically help. And actually all the CHOs, they did a lot of education like, okay, your doctor prescribed this medication. You need to take all of it. You need to do it at this certain time. And this is what it's treating. And so we were, I was really happy about that, that they were able to provide a lot of education because that doesn't often happen in the, in the local medical setting. 
We have more to talk about with Mercy Medical Teens. We need to take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Ann Gonzalez. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Ann Gonzalez. We have Steph Schulte, Mercy Medical Coordinator for Western Central Africa, and David Watt, Volunteer for the Mercy Medical Teams to Sierra Leone, among others, joining us today, uh, sharing stories about these Mercy Medical Teams uh, and how they are able to serve in these communities. And uh, before we went to break, Steph, you were explaining a little bit about the the specific uh, medical access that people have in Sierra Leone. Can you give us a broader picture of these Mercy Medical Teams and, and where they generally occur in the West and Central Africa region? Sure. Uh, In general, we have two um, priorities that we ask the churches to meet because the churches choose where the clinics are going to happen. And we ask them to choose a place that has a Lutheran church already established and is preferably like five to 10 miles from the nearest other medical care, because we really don't need to be, you know, re-duplicating other efforts of people in the area. But we definitely want it to be near a Lutheran church because that's the, the goal of these Mercy Medical Teams is, yes, to provide good care and to help people receive medical care, but also to connect them to the local Lutheran church. Sure. So, Steph, as you are involved in Mercy Medical work, how do MMTs and also the other medical work that you're involved with make a difference in these communities? Well, I haven't gotten much feedback from this most recent one yet because it literally just <laughs> happened. But <laughs> other other MMTs that we've had, I've heard back from the churches that one place they were able to start a like a training center that had not been there before because of the increased interest expressed in the church. Several others have talked about lots of people from the community starting to attend worship because they'd gotten this exposure and seen the the mercy shown by the local church because we always let people know this is the Lutheran Church. They've invited us here. They have made it possible for us to be here. So this is their outreach to you. Why is it so important to have this kind of unique opportunity in these communities to connect, to connect sharing the gospel and telling about Jesus with this medical, with these medical opportunities? Well, for instance, in Sierra Leone, I, the current number is closer to about 10,000. But the first 
Mercy Medical Team we had in Sierra Leone, the, we had heard on the radio early on when we got there that there was one medical doctor, one physician for every 30,000 people in the country. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So, you know, they had a civil war that went on for, I think it was 12 years. And then they were just kind of getting back on their feet. And then they were really hit with the West African Ebola. They lost over 12,000 people. And a lot of those people were medical personnel because when you're sick, you go to the clinic and they didn't, you know, didn't know right away what they were dealing with and didn't have the capacity to deal with such an infectious fatal disease. So it really took a toll. In fact, the two CHOs that we worked with, I had asked them before about Ebola and I got kind of vague answers like, yeah, we helped out with it. But this time they, maybe they trust me a little more because I'm keep coming back. But this time (laughs) I got more detail about the work that they did and how stressful and intense it was and that you know, this just was a very difficult time for everybody involved in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. So Steph, you mentioned that this was the first MMT since COVID started. And what plans are happening for the future? What do you think is going to happen next? Well, I'm hopeful that we can schedule more at Mercy Medical Teams in 2023. This was our first sticking our toe back in the water and, you know, we I knew we wanted to go to Sierra Leone because, as David said, we have such a strong local medical team that we work with. And also, we I kept our American team small specifically because I didn't know what we were going to run into, you know, COVID-related. And um, so it it was a good first one back. We, everybody made it through the, the testing worked out. Nobody, we didn't have any trouble with anybody, you know, getting stuck due to a positive test or anything. So, so now I'm encouraged to, to try it in other places, but this was my, this was my test. (laughs) Like, can we still do this? I don't know, but yeah, it, it went quite well. Thanks be to God, everyone made it through that testing. I know we've heard Amen. stories, a lot of stories about international travel and people just getting stuck in airports because they you have to test when you when you fly through places and you never and know what's going to happen. We right. have plans for that if it does happen, but right, thanks right. be to God, it has not happened to any of our volunteers yet. Yes. So <laughs> yes. Now, David, with all of these experiences that you've had, uh, these MMTs that you've been able to go on, what do you take away from these experiences? How does this affect how you live out your daily life uh, when, when you're not doing an MMT? Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> It's kind of like the the iron sharpens iron thing. So it's it's a very exhausting week just from the work that you're doing and how hot it usually is. But at the same time, it's like spiritually reviving to where, you, you know, at least the ones I've been on, we usually do a morning and an evening devotion. And, you know, obviously you're with missionaries who are probably the sharper end or the stronger end of the iron to where it's just, yeah, it's very spiritually uplifting through the whole week. And so you come back kind of with a revived sense of, you know, 
you know, we can do it over there. I'm sure I can, you know, live how I'm supposed to over here. And <laughs> yeah. That's and then great. being able to share with other people who maybe otherwise, you know, at work, things like that. If you go to Africa for two weeks, people are going to ask you how that was, but mm -hmm. they're not going to just ask you. So how do you, you know, do you believe in God or whatever? But if with the Africa trip, people bring that up and then it's an easy segue to start talking about, you know, religion and your beliefs. Yeah, that's awesome. So Steph, looking towards the future and God willing, more MMTs <laughs> next year, who can serve on a Mercy Medical team? Do you have to be a medical provider? Tell me more about that. No. And David mentioned that we frequently have non-medical people and they are often a very big help with we can we can teach you how to take vital signs. I've got a little chart for any non-medical people. Like, if you have this vital sign, this isn't good. Get <laughs> this person right away to the to to a nurse or a provider. But this, you know, everybody was medical on this team, so I didn't have to pull out my chart. But so vital signs, they can definitely help with, uh, you know, just directing people where to go crowd control, praying with people. There's there's just plenty of things that non-medical people can do. But we are also always looking for medical people as well because we can, we didn't have, like we didn't have too many quote-unquote emergencies at this particular MMT, but we have had them in the past. And so it's nice to have, you know, enough medical people around from both sides of the of the Atlantic to mm -hmm. to be able to deal with any kind of medical emergency that might come up. Mm -hmm. So what about like if you're not a doctor, you're not a nurse, you're not a paramedic, but you're in some other medically related field, maybe mm -hmm. you're a pharmacist or a physical therapist or something like that. Can do those folks have a place on on Mercy Medical teams? Yeah, a pharmacist definitely would be a lot of help because, like I said, pharmacy is where we get backed up quite a bit. And they would be an awesome check for, you know, to make sure we're getting the right meds to the right people. They would be very good at that. And physical therapists, we we haven't had any any teams that I've been on, but I could I could very easily see them doing a lot of education with people because you see you do see people who have difficulty walking for whatever reason, past injuries or difficulty with like, you know, being able to use their hands and arms and things like that. We had a, you know, we, you see guys coming, we had a guy that was carried up by, I'm assuming someone in his family, like an adolescent, an older gentleman got carried up because he had, his hip had been knocked out of so out of the socket, mm. out of joint. And so obviously he needed some a further medical care, but also I think a physical therapist could have given him some exercises to avoid something like that happening in the future. Sure. Yeah. And I would love it's to lots. have a statistician come. <laughs> oh. Put my okay. little plug in. Because yeah, we great. we like to make a report to the local medical establishment. Like we saw this many people who had malaria, this many people had, you know, pneumonia or upper respiratory issues, stuff like that. 
So that would be very helpful to have somebody whose job was just to come and count everybody and what was going on with them. Very. And so, so even if you're not a medical professional, you may very well have skills that would be put to very good use on one of these Mercy Medical teams. That's what I'm hearing right Indeed. now. <laughs> and while we don't have Mercy Medical teams on the schedule yet, we do have other opportunities to serve internationally. So um, if you have an interest in serving internationally, we have a, a, a place for you. Go to servenow.lcms.org to check all of those current opportunities out. Yes. And when MMTs are scheduled, Lord willing, for 2023, those will also be available at servenow.lcms.org. That is true. That is very true. All right. Well, we're all out of time. This this has been great. I love learning about these stories and and how y'all get to serve people in these Mercy Medical teams. Steph Schulte, Mercy Medical Coordinator for West and Central Africa for LCMS Office of International Mission. Thanks so much for joining us again on the Coffee Hour. Yeah, my pleasure. And David Watt, volunteer for Mercy Medical Teams. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Anne, as always, thanks for being my co-host today. It's my pleasure. <laughs> You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Anne Gonzalez. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.